Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. listening to bfn this is the podcast about infertility ivf and the trials of trying for a baby i'm gabby and i'm emma and we've both been trying for a baby for a really long time and despite that neither of us is currently pregnant Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. So here we are welcome to episode five so this episode is kind of personal to me like yes. really personal it's really personal to you um we recorded it at the beginning of August and we'll warn you now, it's we're interviewing my best friend, Sophie, mm-hmm. who's pretty pregnant. She's very pregnant. Yeah. I mean Don't don't spoil the surprise. No, I won't spoil the the surprise. But um yeah, I mean she, we we talk about it a little bit in the in the episode, but not like we don't fawn. Mm, no. And I think well we We all know that pregnancy announcements can be one of the most difficult things to deal with when you are hashtag TTC. Yeah. And um, Emma had been through that quite recently. So we decided to jump on that. Yeah. And capture those thoughts and feelings. Yes. And present them for you, (laughs) our dear listeners. And we did. And we had a lovely chat, actually. It was a very frank chat. It was. It was open and honest. Yes. Um... What we hope is that the conversation that we have can help other people to deal with those pregnancy announcements, to deal with friendships, because it's not just pregnant friends that you, well, that I have found difficult during my time, during Mm. my journey. Yeah, we all have to find a way to live together and speak to each other and communicate in a way that doesn't upset each other. Yeah, and Sophie and I came to a really good arrangement. Yes, you did. So we're sharing that with the world. That's our gift to you. (laughs) (laughs) And what a gift it is. (laughs) Okay. So we, so we had Sophie in the studio Mm -hmm. and also I took some time out to speak to our friend, Professor Tim Child, medical director at Oxford Fertility. Yeah. And this time we talked about balls and baths. Ooh, intriguing. Exactly. Yeah. So more on that later. Cool. Thanks again. I mean, as with every week, thanks for all your lovely comments this week. And also, you know, thanks for sharing this with your friends because we've had loads of people to come to us and say, we've told our friends to listen to this, Mm. we've told family to listen to this. 
So um, obviously last week's episode was all about IVF and work because I had recently shared the news that I was going to have IVF with my boss and and we, we had a little chat about Emma's experiences as well, having had two different jobs during her IVF journey. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we had a comment today from someone who had just listened to the podcast. Basically, she was saying that she's in a work dilemma because she's deciding to have the second her second IVF cycle which will probably be in October and she's wondering whether or not to start a new work role or to take some time out so she's looking for for thoughts and feelings on that and Emma obviously took a new job when she was about to do her second round of IVF yeah I did so we thought we'd put the question to Emma thanks we collectively (laughs) we the royal we (laughs) (laughs) um Okay, so here is my two cents on the subject. And actually, I was speaking to my husband about it today. Um, I took on a new job in a big company. It was kind of my dream job. I had been not changing jobs for like two years before I took on this job because I had been expecting to get pregnant. And everybody says, oh, don't start a new job when you're trying to get pregnant. I got to the point where I just thought... I can't keep waiting around for this. I can't just, I can't stop my life Mm. on the off chance I might get pregnant. Yeah. So I took this new job. I also bought a house during the same period. And yeah, it's, I mean, it has been quite stressful. New beginnings. A lot of new beginnings. It has been like trying to get this house. We discovered a leak in the roof this Mm. weekend. Mm, Um, it's been really stressful, but I also think you just can't pause your life and no. wait around and hang around yeah. because you might get pregnant. Like, I think you just need to get on with life. Yeah, I've been a bit like that with booking holidays mm. and things. Like, in the beginning, when I was trying, people were like, oh, maybe you don't want to book that because you might get pregnant and then you won't enjoy it because you'll be morning sickness and all of that. And I'm so glad that I decided to book anyway. And yeah. my husband always says to me, don't make decisions based on something that may or may not happen yeah. in the immediate future. So, you know, obviously, we're all hoping it will happen, but we don't know when. So don't let that dictate your life, basically. Yeah, I just think... If and when it does come along, we will deal with it at that point. But until then, I'm just going to live my life. Yeah. This is a personal thing. If somebody needs time out, if they're so stressed and they just, and it's all getting on top of them, then perhaps taking time out would be a better thing. Mm. But for me, just getting on with life. But even taking time out is a fresh beginning. Yeah, it's it something is. different. Yeah. And and sometimes you just need a change of, of your situation, even if it's not the change that you would want, because obviously you're desperate to get pregnant, but changing something else in your life can be helpful. Yeah. And that was, you know... It was after my last round that I was like, right, I'm going to change everything. So I bought a cat, started applying for jobs and started looking for houses and they all came together at once. Wham, bam. (laughs) Yeah, so a bit of a stressful year. But... Hey, you're nailing it. Yeah, got got a great house, got a semi-great cat. Oh, got a a lovely house. Yeah. A brilliant cat and a great job. Yeah, haven't got a baby. No babies yet. No, I'll take that box eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well... Um, if anybody wants to get in touch, we encourage it. We positively encourage Please it. Please get in touch. Yes. So our Instagram and our Twitter is at Big Fat Negative. Yes. You can find us on Facebook. Yes. And I think that's Big Fat Negative It as is well. Big Fat Negative. And we then, don't digress. No, we don't. <laughs> except, <laughs> oh, except in the email, yeah. which is 
bigfatnegativepodcast at gmail.com. Uh-huh. And finally, please, I think it's only on Apple Podcasts that you can rate and review the podcast. Yes. And um, elsewhere, everywhere else, you can subscribe. Yes. Please do all those things. Yeah, it'd be great if we could get that because it means more people will be able to find us. Uh-huh. And we can share our stories with an even greater audience. <laughs> Because <laughs> who wouldn't want to hear those? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, enjoy the episode. Yes, enjoy. Bye. Speak to you soon. Bye. Today, we are joined in the studio by my best friend Sophie. Hello. Hey. Hi. We're going to start off, as always, with a bit of an update. Emma, how's your week been? Um, I'm going to say a roller coaster ride of emotions. Mm. Um, so this week I came off the pill and I went on to the hard stuff okay. in preparation for my, my embryo transfer. So I had a scan. I can't even remember if I said last week, but I had a scan. Um, I was really nervous because I'd been on Yasmin instead of microgynon, which was my own choice. And I'd basically been bleeding for four weeks. Um, heavily so I kind of I went for my baseline scan and was like they're gonna cancel it so um you and I got drunk we did <laughs> on, um yeah. on we went to a beer shop and we enjoyed all of its uh, all of its goods <laughs> yeah because self-care though yeah self-care yeah yeah um so I just assumed that I was gonna get cancelled but the nurse was like oh that's a bit shit that you've been bleeding but I see no reason to not continue with the cycle that's sod's law that isn't it oh, maybe we God. should all just booze the yeah. hell out of it and we'll both get pregnant really quickly absolutely <laughs> um so so yeah so I started on bucerolin which is like a sniffy drug that you mm. put up your nose which is really good when you're in public places um and then I started on estradiol valerate I wow. think that's how you pronounce it snappy yeah which is like estrogen synthetic estrogen okay. I've been googling these things so oh, I know very good um so yeah I started on that um got quite cross because basically the first thing you do when your period starts after you come off the pill is phone the clinic and sort out a scan but I literally was on hold maybe for a combined hour and a half this week trying to get through. Couldn't get through. Emailed them. And they were like, oh, yeah, someone will contact you in five working days. In five working days is actually after I need the scan because I need uh, it on day t- 10 right. and the way the working days pan out. So uh, I'm just going to have to, like, get on hold to them again. So you still haven't got uh, time for the scan, no? And what are they looking for in the scan? So they're just going to be looking at my lining to make sure that's progressing. They're going to be looking at my ovaries to make sure they're, like, doing what they are should should be, which is, I think, nothing. Um, and uh, I'm just really pissed off. Like, I just i am so tired of being treated like a kind of annoying client. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, it just feels that like this stage you shouldn't be having to deal with mountains of ridiculous admin and yeah. and sort of being pushed around the system and hold music. Hold music. Just and honestly, sounds ridiculous. Even if they just have one of those queuing systems where they were like, you are fourth in the queue. That yeah. would be cool. But I like, yesterday I was on the phone. Um, I finished work at four because I finished work quite early because I start work quite early. Um, and so I was... I went, I phoned them straight away as I left work and I was sitting and 
I was on hold for a combined total of probably 45 minutes. Oh, no. But they, it kept, like, hanging up on me. Mm. So I kept having to ring back, and I, I just couldn't get through. And it's probably because everyone's on holiday. But it's just so frustrating. I think, I think you're right, Sophie. I think they should... Like, they should know that most people that are calling up are probably already dealing with fairly high anxiety. Yeah. And perhaps they should try and temper that with, with some reassuring noises rather yeah. than being hung up on. Uh, absolutely. It's really annoying me. So um, the other thing that I did this week, which is like a big deal for me because I'm such a sceptic, mm-hmm. I had acupuncture <gasps> Ooh. for the first time. Wowzers. Um literally rocked my world really i do not know what it is like i have no idea but she stuck maybe 10 needles in me and like okay i just feel like at this stage if you are a person who is scared of needles you're gonna be over that (laughs) right yeah yeah (laughs) by the time you've had two frozen embryo transfers like 10 million operations all that kind of thing Mm. all the stimming you're you're over your fear fear of needles so she kind of stuck them in me and I was like oh and there were these little like electric jolts when she put them in oh wow but not in like an unpleasant way right just in a like you know when you hit that bit of your knee yeah yeah like that kind of way (laughs) and where did they go so she put one in each of my hands just like in the fleshy bit between my finger and thumb okay and she put weirdly she put one in one foot and two in the other foot which I thought was weird. One right in the middle of my That was your fertile foot. Yeah, my fertile. She knew. <laughs> it's the foot that's connected to the ovaries. Are you left-handed or right-handed in which... Right-handed. Could, could it be something to do with that? Which, yeah, I'm right-handed, but she put two in the left foot, but it could have been... I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I didn't ask. Um, she put one in the middle of my forehead, mm-hmm. which, like, I didn't even feel going in. And also I couldn't see, which was really weird, <laughs> like, knowing that there's a pin in you, but you're, like, kind of crossing your eyes trying to see it. And then she put some in my legs. And honest to God, like, I was lying there and she she kind of left, she manipulated them for a bit. Ooh, what does know, that mean? She just, like, tweaked them. Wiggled. Wiggled them. Cheeky little... Like yeah. playing a little instrument. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, and then she, like, went away for a bit and, like, left me there for half an hour. And she was like, oh, if you fall asleep, just go with it. Oh. And I didn't fall asleep because I can't fall asleep anywhere other than like in a completely dark room with no sound. I mean, it doesn't feel to me like the most relaxing situation to go no. to sleep in, but I guess that's no. that's the thing. It is supposed to be. Was there lovely calming music? Yeah, great. Whale sounds. Did it smell nice? It smelled delicious. Oh, great. Um, but yeah, and so then, and I was lying there. I was like, oh. It's whatever like I was like and she like said do some breathing exercises and I mm-hmm. did them and it was fine and I was like okay whatever and then she took them out and I stood up and I was like whoa I felt stoned <laughs> so stoned I like could... were you floaty like I was floaty all the tension in my back and shoulders had gone uh it was just the most bizarre thing and then I had to walk down Oxford Street to get oh. to the tube station and I was so chilled that ruined your buzz no I was just like oh tourists <laughs> They're in my way. Oh. <laughs> That's surely the biggest possible test for one's relaxed state Insane. of mind. And then I got home, and because I'm buying a house at the moment, there was a just unexpected random £10,000 bill from the solicitor. Oh. And instead of being like, ah, I just like phoned the solicitor and I was like, this is wrong. You've added too much stamp duty. 
these are the things you've added that they're wrong. It should actually be £1,500. And, like, was really chilled about it. She was like, oh, I'm so sorry about that. And I was like, that's cool, mate. Like, it's fine, don't worry about it. I'll pay you the money that I owe you now and it'll be fine. And, I like, basically all week I've just been so chill. Wow. So I'm not saying acupuncture is going to help me get pregnant, but it definitely made me feel a bit like what I used to smoke when I was, like, 17 years old. Amazing. (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> Big reveal. <laughs> Sophie knows there was no smoking. It was actually herbal tea. <laughs> However, you get your kicks, mate. <laughs> um, before we go into Gabby's week, because Gabby's got some quite important news. Sophie, how was your week? Um, we had cat drama oh last God. night. My little cat Olive has had some kind of tail trauma. Mm. So I think it sounds like, do you remember when Madonna got caught on by her cape at that <laughs> award ceremony? <laughs> sounds yeah. like something akin to that, um, but it's caused her a right mischief oh, in no. her bottom and wee area. So we just found, she'd been missing for two days and we found her behind the sofa oh, all in no. puddles of blood and wee. Oh, so we oh, took her to the... Uh, Vet Amy last night, which is the most expensive thing ever. She's had the most expensive night, well, more expensive than any night I've had <laughs> in any fancy hotel. Um, but yeah, she's possibly going. My husband's now taking her to um, another hosp- vet hospital to have her tail potentially amputated. Oh, so she's going to look pretty, pretty badass. <laughs> By the end of it, literally badass. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. and they. I think it was. They told me that she was on methadone last night. So she's oh, wow. pretty. She's pretty edgy right she's now. Quite hardcore that cat. Yeah. Yeah. I've not met her yet. You've not met Olive. No. Mate, we'll sort that out. I'm only going to see her in her saddest state. Do you know what? I think by the time you meet her in the next few weeks, she'll be. She'll be back on it. Yeah. yeah. She'll yeah. be fine. She'll be rocking the bobtail. She'll have kicked the habit, <laughs> and she'll be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gone through ritual, yeah. feeling fresh. <laughs> She'll be fine. She's freed herself from the shackles of her tail. She has exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah, apart from that, it's all been all been fine. As if to taunt her, Emma's cat Nora is uh, weaving herself between our legs with her tail. She is. She's uh, rubbing on me. <laughs> so rude, Nora. <laughs> she's she's quite a rude cat. That cat. She's very rude. She does what she wants. She does what she bloody well wants when she bloody well wants to Mm. and if you try and make her do anything else you're gonna get bitten (laughs) (laughs) the joy of cat ownership i guess that's how it goes one of the perks (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. keep smiling through the the scratches she loves me really (laughs) i'm i also it's worth like i think i should mention here that i'm a late cat convert and it was only after my last round went wrong that i was like i need something small and squiggly to cuddle was it Sophie that suggested you get a cat? No, I I got one. Sophie was quite surprised because she knows that I've never been a cat person. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that too. Yeah. And well, you've so, never t- showed any interest in my cats. No. So, and so, now yeah. I like I've turned. I'm I was always a dog person, but now I've turned to this weird cat lady, and I. It's a weird place, but I'm comfortable with it. I like We're it. All cat ladies inside. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everyone. Don't be ashamed. This is a safe place. <laughs> <laughs> right. Gabs, how's your week been? Oh, Confusing. well, yeah, a little bit. So, um, last time we spoke, I had been referred to King's Fertility, mm-hmm. and so um, we made our first appointment, which was to have a number of tests. Um, my husband was to have another semen analysis, his well, third, if you include the one that didn't go anywhere. <laughs> 
Um, and I was going in for a blood test and my first vaginal ultrasound. Oh, it's Ooh. lovely. Wonder. Wonder, that's what people call it, yeah. yeah. I was calling it dildo cam. Oh, uh, yeah, that's another but, good one. I mean... Oh, is that... Oh. Mm, yeah, that guy. Wonder indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Date so, with Wonder. Uh, exactly. And, well, I, I booked the appointment and then um, I looked at my calendar and I was like, oh, no, my, my period's due the day before. Shit. They're not going to want to do a vaginal ultrasound on day two of my period. Like, this is not going to be good. So I got on the phone and was like, look, guys, this is the this situation. And they were like, oh, it doesn't matter what day you are in your cycle. You can come in whenever. And I was like, oh. <laughs> you have to be an adult about this and be really mature and not care okay fine I'm cool with it it's okay but you weren't I was a bit nervous yeah and um but yeah I went in and it was it, of course it was absolutely fine yeah and the I was expecting it to be akin to a smear test mm. in discomfort but actually it oh, was fine no, yeah. I was pleasantly surprised by dildo <laughs> like cam. really pleasantly yeah. surprised if you get someone quite gentle you're like, like she was very oh. gentle <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, it was absolutely fine. So, so yeah, I put on some big girl pants and off I went. Cool. And blood test, equally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband obviously had to do another semen analysis where he had to get from home to the hospital within 60 minutes, which we're now calling the whack-off races. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, God. And it was the hottest day of the year, so he was like really anxious he was like oh my god my sperm is melting uh, all the way there it's probably um, a good thing it probably kept it nice and alive who knows yeah. I mean so many things can go wrong yeah. um but so yeah that all went well I, I really you know everyone there was really nice so I was pleasantly surprised by that too mm-hmm. and so then a few days later we went in to get our results and speak to a consultant which is kind of the first time that we've actually spoken to an, a fertility expert about our situation okay and he revealed that my husband's sperm morphology had improved from 1% to 3%, which sounds like nothing, Hmm. but actually 3% is on the base of normal. Yeah. Yeah. What's morphology? So that's the shape of the sperm. Oh, okay. So basically, before it was like, there were lots of two headers, two tails, all sorts of reasons that the sperm can't either get to the egg or then when it gets there, it can't get in. So, um, so yeah, we first found out that it was 1% and the kind of diagnosis from that was that we would have to have ICSI IVF where yeah. they inject the sperm directly into the egg uh-huh. because obviously it can't get in there itself. But so the doctor sat there and he was like, there's, you know, looking at these results, they're not so bad. There's okay. no reason really that you can't get pregnant naturally. Uh, which was a bit of a shock because it's just not what we were expecting well, to so hear. You haven't got pregnant naturally. So. I, I haven't. No, yeah. So, you know. There is that I don't know if there's a reason we can't, but um, so we kind of he was like, Look, you know, if you want to do IVF, we've given you the all clear, we can get you in the program and you can start on your next cycle. Cool, or you can. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Keep trying naturally, you know. Give it a go and see where you get to in three to six months. And then, you know, if it still hasn't worked, you can come back to us and then start IVF. And I was like... Such a tough decision. Oh, mm. God, I'm going to have to make this decision now as well. And, and my husband was like, this is your call. <laughs> He's just like... I mean, he was just sitting there really chuffed with that. Quietly congratulating him. <laughs> exactly. His sperm was much better. So he was just enjoying the, the glow. Um, so, yeah, and I was like, you know what, actually... If these results are much better, and this professional is telling us that we can, that we there's no reason we can't get pregnant naturally, yeah, we'll keep trying for a wee bit, a wee bit, a wee bit. I'll give it three months, and then okay. if it doesn't work, we'll go back. And he basically, I was like, oh, maybe I should just get on the waiting list while we're trying. But he said there's no waiting list at the moment, so in your area, yeah, everyone move to Becca. No, don't everyone move to Becca. <laughs> I guess it's probably quite nice if you are going and trying, it's quite nice to have an end date on it because I imagine the stress caused by not having an end date on it, just like, mm. oh, we're just going to try indefinitely. Yeah. That would be super stressful. But if you're like, this is our period we're going to try for, yeah. I guess it's more manageable for you. Definitely. And I think I'm quite comfortable with the idea that we could get to the end of three months and it won't have worked, mm-hmm. which I think where it's fine. I'll be okay. Well, yeah. I say that now. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, that's what we decided to do. And I've okay. kind of been trying to work out since I'm like did I make the right decision should I have just gone and straight in on the IVF but um but no we're, we're going au naturel for a while longer okay but I did this morning purchase some Conceive Plus mm. sperm friendly Ooh. lubricant Ooh. Ooh. Sexy. nice yeah that's full of things like magnesium and calcium oh. which can help the sperm oh, no like way. like a little red bull for sperm <laughs> <laughs> like a power-up you know we exactly. can say Mario Kart <laughs> <laughs> So who knows? I'll give that a go as well. Okay. It might work. Cool. Yeah. That's exciting. It is exciting, yeah. Do you, did you get any kind of indication of why the results might be so different? No, not really. So, um, yeah, the doctor was like, what, what have you guys done? Um, so my husband's been banned from having baths um, for a while. I've also been force-feeding him Wellman conception tablets. Mm-hmm. And he Bit stopped smoking. there if they'd like to sponsor us. That's great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He also, he stopped smoking a wee while ago as well. He wasn't a huge smoker, but a social smoker, and he stopped, he's kicked that in the butt. Um, <laughs> so all, I guess all of these things could have made a difference. Um, also, the other thing that the doctor said was that, and he'll kill me for saying this, but the the last semen analysis he had, he didn't catch it all, uh, if yes. you know what I mean. Yes. And the doctor was like, well, 
so the first guys out of the trap are the most potent. Okay. So if you didn't get those, then that might affect your results. Uh, um, which, yeah, interesting to know, right? Yeah, mm. very good to know. For those of you practicing the withdrawal method, yeah, perhaps yeah. you need to be aware that the first guys out are the real ones to watch for. <laughs> that is actually, re- yeah, that's good knowledge. The it captains is. of the football team, yeah. those guys. <laughs> exactly. It's the guys on the subs bench that come out last, anyway. (laughs) Well, I think this is good news. It is good news. Uh, We're taking it very positively. Yeah. Mm. And um, so, yeah. Cool. Happy times. Happy times all around. My mum is delighted. (laughs) I bet she is. And my husband is annoyed that I've told everyone that... uh... (laughs) He's got a crap sperm. (laughs) He's got great sperm now. It's great. He's got moderately good sperm. Exactly. Perfectly adequate sperm. (laughs) <laughs> Happy times all round for everyone except Olive. Oh, Molly. Oh. She'll be alright, she'll be fine. She's a fighter. <laughs> so, this week we have Sophie in the studio with us, um, and it is for one very important reason, and that is that when you speak to a lot of people in the hashtag TTC community, they talk a lot about the fact that they've lost friends during their infertility. And it's for whatever reason, it's sometimes if they feel like their friends don't understand what they're going through. Um, sometimes they just can't bear to see people who ha- do, have managed to have children. It's And it is very hard. Um and and sometimes it's just because you kind of you're at different stages in life suddenly mm. and you drift apart. Sophie and I have been friends for twenty something years. Nineteen ninety four. So so twenty four years. Mm. Um, we I mean we I feel like we properly bonded when we were in year six mm. and did Charlie and the Chocolate Factory a scene from that for like a speech and drama competition oh, wow. did go well did it did not go well oh, no went well for us in the long term though. yeah it did yeah. give us a little insight what was the um who was charlie and who was Willy wonka i can't even remember i think i was charlie uh-huh. but we basically forgot or i forgot all my lines did, or did i forget maybe we both did but yeah. we just froze and it didn't work out but oh. it meant that we had to spend time at each other's houses and yeah. then we became friends we we weren't destined for careers in the theater unfortunately mm. no but you've got a fantastic friendship out of it and that's we've all got a beautiful is. friendship and you know a podcast exactly um anyway we've been friends for 20 years um we pretty much did everything together so we our first snog was with the same boy (laughs) oh duncan about a week apart (laughs) duncan (laughs) girls yeah he had blue hair spiky blue hair so edgy oh i would have loved him yeah he was uh, hot stuff um then we um I mean, obviously, we did all the stuff that you do. We did exams together. We did. We went to university at the same time. Um, met boys at roughly the same time. We both got married in the same year. Mm. The dates of our wedding are the same but reversed. Indeed. Oh wow! Sophie's the fourth of January. Mine is the fourth of October. So four oh one four one zero. Syncing up. Such symmetry. Beautiful. Such symmetry. And like we've we've gone through life very similarly. But then you had Ava. In October 2015, mm. and and 2016 was when I started trying for a baby and couldn't have one. Mm. Um, and that's when, like, when you're talking about kind of life stages, mm. our 
I guess our paths began to diverge. Yeah. Um, and there were, I mean, we've had moments during this that we have not spoken so much and we've had moments during this that we've been very, very, very close. And I mm. think that's testament to Sophie and the fact that she's a very empathetic person. Oh, thanks. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, kind. But I just think, you know, I think when, when you're talking about keeping up friendships, it's it's very important to kind of speak to other people and work oh, out how they do yeah. it. So I thought I'd bring Sophie on to talk about how we do yeah. it. Um, so I guess my first question is for you, like when you were kind of seeing me go through this, what, at first, were you just like... She's got to chill out. Yeah, and I think that was born of ignorance, really. So I think on a few podcasts back, you said that, you know, that's the thing that people say first off, isn't it? Mm. And I I realised, well, I was guilty of that. And it's because, you know, it's, yeah, it's out of ignorance that people, and also some scientific research, but in your case, that wasn't, you know... Gabs and I were talking about this earlier, mm. right? So there, somebody put something on Instagram the other day that mm. I thought was quite interesting. And it was just like a big page and they'd written down all the phrases that everybody says to them, those kind of yeah. trite mm. truisms, just relax being the the classic. Mm. But loads of things, you can just do IVF, you can just adopt, all the kind of just words. Mm. And I was reading it and thinking, yeah, it's really fucking annoying when people say that. But also... Like if you're if you haven't been there, what what do you say? Well, no, I don't think anyone knows what to say because they don't want to say the wrong thing, and they no. no one's saying anything to try and hurt your feelings. Um, no one's like, oh, you're trying for a baby. I'm just going to try and make you feel worse about that. Exactly. I think I think the the difficult thing initially, but I think we sort of learnt to like talk around it now, was because I am you know really really close friend of yours. You will tell me what's upsetting you, mm-hmm. what people say that's upsetting you. So I I was suddenly aware, like, okay, actually, half the stuff that I've said or thought, I can't say. So I guess there was a, there was a little while, I think, before, and it's probably, it was around springtime 2017 yeah. when you got actually diagnosed with um, the issues with your tubes. So you knew that you could not get pregnant naturally yeah it was around that time I think you were at peak stress levels and I was worried about saying the wrong thing to you and especially Mm. as my position in you know I got pregnant relatively quickly I was worried that I was going to say the wrong thing so I think I think we've kind of come the other side of that yeah Mm. so what if you know if you've got if somebody's listening to this podcast Mm -hmm. and they're kind of having trouble explaining to their friends how they're feeling and what they're going through. Mm -hmm. What do you think they should say to their friends to help them understand? Because there was one point where you you spoke to a friend of yours, didn't Mm -hmm. you? Yeah, um, I have a friend who, she's a a lady I met through a a baby class, who, (laughs) but her first, her son, um, so her son was born of IVF. Um, Her second child was not and it was they think now a situation a stress related situation because her mum was very ill and died as she was just about to give birth and um so while she was trying she was suffering from cancer so she she went through the infertility mm-hmm. and so I was explaining about you um and she sent me this article 
there's a there's a line there's a line in it that says the stress levels that women struggling to conceive are under are similar to that of a woman with a diagnosis of cancer or HIV or AIDS. It's the cycle of um, hope and then having your hopes dashed mm, yeah. and the fact that everyone around you is potentially getting pregnant, the stress at that. Mm. And it's at that point I realised there's no way I'm ever going to, because of biology, there's no way that I'm ever going to fully understand what you're going through. So I just have to try and be more empathetic. So very recently... Um, You've got some good news. Yeah. Tell us your good news. Um, well, I got pregnant again. How long did it take you? It took me a month. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> and um, what, what's the outcome of this pregnancy? Um, it's a buy one, get one free situation. Yeah, she's so got a spare oh, baby, wow. everyone, <laughs> if anyone wants one. <laughs> yeah. So give it to Emma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're, I'm currently... Four months pregnant with little twinnies, but I look like I could be full term. Oh, so, darling, you look great. She glows. She glows in a way. That, a lovely that's her dress. saying that I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> so we just before you start trying, mm-hmm. um, we went on holiday together um, and had a massive chat about this. We did. I knew that because of how we conceived last time it might happen relatively quickly so there was a potential for me to be pregnant with a second before you were pregnant so I felt like we definitely had to have a chat I definitely Mm. had to keep you in the loop because I think it would be surprise that would be the worst thing yeah for our friendship so we had a little chat about it and I just said look you know you'll you'll find out before anyone else if it happens um and also, so when I, you knew, when I told you, I was trying to FaceTime you all week. And yeah. <laughs> so you kind of, you kind of knew it was on the way. But I just said, deal with it how you want to deal with it. And if you don't want to talk to me for a bit, that is fine. Because quite frankly, you know, we're going to be friends forever. So Aww. it doesn't matter. Mm. And yeah, and actually you have talked to me. So it's I been have. fine. But if you need to... If you want to chuck darts at a picture of me for a bit, then that is that is fine. I'll send you a little photo you can use. People would judge that. Photos of pregnant ladies and darts. That might be really cathartic. (laughs) Um, I think actually the words that you said were, we've been friends for 25 years. If you need to take nine months out, that's okay. Hmm. And that, like, I would not do that, firstly. But secondly, that kind of blew me away because it kind of said to me... you really get this like you get how shit it is Mm -hmm. when people are like i'm pregnant and you're like oh congratulations you put a penis in you well done (laughs) it's hard i'm i'm i often think about what is the perfect way to find out and if it you know if your friends were to say what like you did how do you want to find out what is it and we we have to discuss it because yeah we do you and i me and emma are both trying for a baby and we're doing a podcast about it so what's going to happen when one of us gets pregnant and how's that dynamic going to change it's really tricky and there's I don't think there are many right or wrong answers but I think as much empathy on both sides and understanding of how each other is feeling yeah is probably the best way to deal with it because Mm. as long as you're honest and I don't think anyone could if you turn to someone and say look I'm finding this really hard is it okay if you know we don't see each other this weekend I think anyone who understands what's going on would would be accepting of that and kind of and move on 
I think I think it's also important to say to anyone who's going through this that you know don't feel bad if your reaction to someone's great news is to feel sad because yeah no one wants to feel bad about I think it's the worst thing about this is that you can't feel happy when Mm. something nice is happening to your friend and you are I I'm happy for them when I hear it I really am but I'm also so sad for myself it's like Mm. a punch in the stomach it's like oh a reminder that you haven't done it yet but it would almost be odd if going through everything that you're going through and the stress levels that you're under, it would almost be odd if you were absolutely 100% happy with no mm. kind of thought for yourself. Yeah. That would be, you'd have to disconnect yourself in such a way. It, it yeah, weird. it would be weird. And yeah, I just, I, one thing that did surprise me though, because obviously, you know, I said, deal with this how you want to deal with it. When we found out we were having twins... You were on the phone, like, jumping around, squeaking. I it was could not deal with it. It was, <laughs> it was almost like the twins thing that like changed it. I don't know. It just some like something clicked in my brain, and I just went. Meant I'm crying now, but I'm not crying Aww. from sadness. My eyes are watering. Um, Did you have a watery eye? Real emotion. Yeah, it's I just have a watery nat- eye. Such a watery eye, naturally. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just like I when because you texted me, bastard, and we're like. Um, you went up, You went for the, the 12 week scan and I was like, good luck today because I, I knew you were a bit anxious about it. Mm. And then I knew what time your scan was and I know how long a scan takes. And like an hour later, I hadn't heard from her and I was yeah. like, what is going on? So I texted you and we're like, is everything okay? And she texted me saying, everything's fine, dot, dot, dot. And I was like, oh, sauce. Sauce. oh yeah. And then she said, with both babies. And I was like, why is fate a bastard? <laughs> she gets a fucking spare baby. And then I was like, shit, she's going to have to deal with like three kids under five. And then I was like, this is mental. And then just my brain went wild. It's going to be okay because we've made a spreadsheet. Oh, well, So it's fine. fine. It's yeah. fine. No, it's not going to be a problem at yeah. all. It's a spreadsheet. Yeah. Mm. as long as you've got spreadsheet everything's yeah fine. yeah everything's gonna be fine and sophie thanks for coming in and sharing yeah. your thoughts and feelings and if you've got any final last bit of advice for anyone who's listening who has a friend going through infertility it'd be good to to hear if you've got any tips um just try and understand what they're going through if you can i'd say that would be it and doing whatever you do Tell them to relax. Don't tell them to relax. You'll get punched. Thanks, so. My pleasure. Nice to be invited. Thank you. Okay. So now for our regular feature, Old Wives Tales, Fact or Fiction. Gab. Yeah. Yes. So this week I've been speaking to Professor Tim Child about... Balls in baths, and that is testicles, not tennis balls, (laughs) just in case anyone's wondering. Thank you for clarifying. No problem. (laughs) So um, about, it must be eight months ago now, um, I was talking to a friend of my husband's Uh who was pregnant at the time Uh and had, but, but had been trying for a long time to get pregnant. And she was saying to me, oh, you know, have you banned him from baths yet? And I was saying, no, what do you mean if I banned him from baths? Why would I do that? It's one of his greatest joys in life. Oh God. Why would I take that from him? And then she explained that she had stopped her husband from bathing and that there were some studies that suggested that 
men who took a break from hot baths had increased their sperm counts significantly. Wow. Yeah. So it seems to be quite, yeah, hot baths, jacuzzis, I mean, incidentally, cycling a bike, but he doesn't cycle, so that wasn't an issue for us. So you had to cancel your nightly hot tub? Yeah. God damn, and we just had it installed. (laughs) Not, we didn't. Um, But yeah, but I did ban my husband from baths, which, as I say, is is one of his top two favourite things to do. So I thought we'd try and work out if there's any need for it to continue, because he would love to run a hot bath some bubbly bubbles and some candles and some soft and some music candy. yeah exactly and a was, good romance novel oh yeah I'd love that I was thinking actually even when I ever do get pregnant I was just going to tell him by running him a bath oh. and giving him the old look here you go darling a little wink a little wink yeah a knowing <laughs> wink so anyway uh so I spoke to Professor Tim about men taking hot baths and their balls and I asked him whether there was any truth to the idea that if men stopped taking hot baths, their sperm counts would improve dramatically. So in fact, there, there are some research studies suggesting that if men have perhaps frequent, long-lasting uh, you know, hot baths, or essentially if their testes are um, exposed to hot temperatures you know, for a fair amount of time, then that can impact on sperm quality. So as sort of crazy as it sounds, then it might actually make some sense that particularly if the man's got an abnormal sperm result and is taking frequent, long, you know, pretty, very hot baths or, you know, jacuzzis, etc., then it, I, think it, I think it would make sense to cut down on those things. The reason why the testes hang outside of a man's body is to try and keep them cooler than um, body temperature. Obviously, a woman's ovaries are in her body and a man's testes are on the outside so anything which is superheating the testes uh, logically certainly could affect the sperm quality wow that does make me feel better about having banned my husband from baths he hasn't had one since christmas thanks professor tim okay everybody and that is the end of our show that's a wrap join us next week when we will be speaking to alice rose Yes, we will. Yes, the lovely Alice Rose. Um, in the meantime, like and subscribe and rate and review and share it with your friends. Keep shagging. <laughs> Have a great time, guys. Let's make those babies. <laughs> Bye. <Goodbye. laughs>